Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining me. My name is Paul McGurdy and I'm a visual artist and I recently started these conversations with other female creatives within Ireland to really open space and to find out a bit more about um, other creatives process and why they do what they do and today on the podcast I am speaking to Paloma King and Paloma creates um, big uh, abstract lands landscapes and we have an expansive conversation I would say we talk everything from cosmos to tree hugging to creativity everything um, Paloma was a joy to talk to and I hope that you get a lot out of her energy and her creativity. So enjoy. Hi Paloma. Hi Paula. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for joining me. I am very delighted. Thank you for asking me. No problem. How are you doing these days? I'm doing good. I'm just enjoying the sunny weather and enjoying, actually I've been enjoying having time, a bit of time off with no pressure. I'm back in the studio again working hard, but I've just loved having a bit of dreamy time, <laughs> wandering about time. Yeah. Fantastic. So was the studio closed during lockdown, was it? Yeah, my studio's in a big linen mill um, mm. in Belfast. It's a gorgeous place. It's, it's cobblestones, it's a big brick building and they have critical big windows, big arch windows. Mm, and it's really a fantastic place. There are lots of potters and photographers and um, interior designers and tech guys and jewellers and all sorts of things. It's a fantastic wow. place. So, yeah, it's closed good. down for a while, but it's open up now, yeah. Mm. So I can see your gorgeous works behind you there, Paloma. So you Thank do you. abstract paintings and... Um, can you tell us, I, I generally start off with the same question each time because I'm always curious how people started and where their art journey began. Can you tell us a bit about that? <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good question. You know, how, I mean, how is it that any of us do the things that we're doing? It sort of fascinates me and how we end up in places. What is it that draws us to the things that we do? And um, I'm very interested in cosmology and um, sort of the history of how the world came into being and um, mm. a cosmologist that I love his work is called Brian Swim, S-W-I-M-M-E and um, he was talking about how in the very initial stages of how the world, you know, after the Big Bang, how everything came together, you know, the hydrogen, the helium and all the particles and atoms, it was all sort of based on attraction and the sort of a, a came together in attraction, so it all just stayed apart and just done their thing you know everything would just have been wished but because they had this uh, quality of attraction towards things and um, the world's eventually and more and more things came attracted the world eventually came into being and I think that this quality of attraction you know because we know we're made from the same components and things as the stars are um, that I think that tendency towards attraction is mm. something that comes into our lives and I think we can it depends on the quality of our attention to those things that sort of draw us. And, you know, when I look back in my life, so many things have drawn me a little bit. And it only needed to be for a little bit. For example, um, music. Music was my whole... Music is still, like, everything to me. It's just... Yeah. But... I know, yeah. It's... I don't know. You have to edit this out. I don't know why I'm doing, why I'm going there. 
it's just obviously something that's very much dear to you and very much on your heart. And I understand I get emotional speaking about those things as well. And I think particularly as a creative, it's so deep rooted in you that it's like a wellspring or something, you know? Yeah, it's like a wellspring. It's just like, um, so anyway, I played the piano and I sang as part of it. I sang as a soloist and a part of a duet and part of a trio and a part of a magical group and part of two choirs. So I was always singing and playing. And the music was, it was like breath to me. It was just like mm -hmm. life. And the piano was not like an instrument. The piano was, um, it was just like part of me. everything that happened. As soon as I went from school, I went to piano. As soon as I got up in the morning, I went to piano. So it's just like another element of my sort of existence. And mm -hmm. um, what was I going to tell you? And then I had this wonderful singing teacher. This is all relevant to painting, but I'm always very convoluted the way I speak. So mm -hmm. just bear with me. But um, I had this fantastic singing teacher called Marion U. Pritchard. And she wasn't the most inspiring looking woman. You know, she, she was very... I mean, God forgive me for saying, but she was just a very ordinary like woman. Her effect on me was so enormous my whole life. You sort of think she's going to be like a big Italian woman with, you know, fantastic black hair and a big Roman nose or something. But no, she's just an ordinary Belfast woman in her house down the street. And anyway, I would go and she would teach me the song. And so we'd learn the song. I was very, very young, like about six or seven, seven or eight or something. And we'd have to learn it in Italian. So we would learn the song. And then she would say to me, <clears throat> oh, she'd say, this song, you're in a garden in Italy. It's midnight. It's The moon is shining. You're behind the lotus flowers. You're waiting for your lover to come. Sing me the song. Sing me the song. Sing me the song. Go yeah. to the garden. So I would have to go in my mind. So the whole room was transformed to this garden in Italy with the pond and the moon and the mysterious lover about to appear <laughs> and the smell of blossoms and the song within. So she taught me to completely get lost in things and completely transport uh, myself to other places. And I think this is a key element in painting is being able to be lost and to go sort of it's not like soul flight or some people call it soul flight it's not that it's just um yeah <laughs> it's not that it's just uh, i don't know what to say now but it's yeah it's just the ability and a musician would have it as well you know whenever you're playing or singing so and also the singing you're very and the playing you're very connected to your physical well, I think today we can be very connected to our heads. I mean, I'm, I'm now very connected to my head. I've always had to so listen to something, mm. uh, which <clears throat> I deplore, really, in a way. But, um, yeah, we can be very head-connected. When I was a wee girl, because I'm very, very old, I was always doing things like, you know, embroidery and knitting. You'd learn to knit a wee bit, and then you'd knit Aram and knit Fair Isle. <clears throat> And we'd go and pick wool from the um, fences where the sheep had left wee bits of wool. And me and my friend would go and get this wool. And I would twist it and spin it and get a wee man to make us a spinner thing. And then we'd dye it with the flowers and then we'd weave it and make, a, make ourselves wee looms. Wow. And then we'd weave it and do all those things. So we're so into doing and making, which again um, enhances what you're doing as an artist because it gets you used to not just the brain mind connection, your, your sort of dexterity and things but just you're getting tuned into using your body and your body is becoming an instrument but it's it's, it's like um 
Yeah, that thing, you know what I mean? It's just where something's coming through. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain that. I don't know if you know how to explain it, but. I guess I, I feel like you're talking about energy as well, you know, so that the energy. Yes. Of, I don't, yes. if you're talking about the cosmos as well, like what we're made of and the energy of what we're made of and how that comes through us and then is is executed in some way, shape or form, yes. be it creativity yes. in some way, maybe. Yes. That's yes, totally, totally, absolutely yeah. agree with you. It's about the energy. And yeah. sometimes I think when we talk about energy, energy is such a big thing and energy healing. And I'm so um, interested in all that. Mm. And your chakras and your breath and all those you things. Do actually, Paloma. Yeah, like more recently, definitely. Yeah. And in Ireland, you know, there's a lot of it, there's a lot of um, knowledge about these things. Mm. Um, maybe so more so in the south of Ireland. Um, mm. But uh, sometimes I think when you say energy, it, it it's kind of um, it's like something that's disconnected from you in a way. It's like the energy's out there. That's the way I feel sometimes. Feel mm -hmm. the energy's out there. And one thing that I've been doing is uh, one thing I find just as I'm going along is that I feel more and more connected to the world as a system. Mm. And you know, like I know that. I can't live without trees. I can't live, you know, if you think you're a human being without plants and without trees, you're not thinking very deeply because they are providing yeah. um, the oxygen that we is actually in our lungs. It's actually yeah. there. And your blood is actually being affected by the sunlight. Yeah. So uh, we are so a part of, you know, just, I mean, we all know this, we're part of the universe and that there, but just, I think, deepening your understanding of that is um, mm -hmm. is a mysterious and beautiful thing it's just you know the mystery of life in you know, the same life at the heart of life is a mystery it's not a puzzle it can be solved it's a mystery that you just have to grow into so mm -hmm. just as you go along you're growing more and more into that sort of like we are i am part of this you know when mm -hmm. I, I just love going out in the morning and breathing in the outside air you know and thinking this is my air this is my planet this is you know and we're all, all, all connected. We're everything. Mm. And that is something that I would like to, uh, that I hope that some sort of, some sort of hint of that is, is in my work. I don't think anybody's going to look at my paintings and think, oh, cosmos and all this. It's just that you hope there's a bit of a feeling mm. about them that people can just tune into in a way they don't really understand either. So. I love that you brought up trees. Um and being part of things that's really i mean i'd say the last couple of years i've had quite a change in my outlook and i don't know if that's just part of me getting older and becoming more and more aware of things but oh my goodness the trees i feel like i go out now <laughs> i'm gonna sound like a crazy woman but when i'm out and about i even encourage my kids to do it just to hug the trees i feel this connection with them and with the roots and just even speaking to them. <laughs> I know I sound crazy, but I feel like that there is this worldwide collective now that is, I feel like that there's some kind of movement that either it's come into my consciousness or it's come into the world's consciousness and um, that we're much more aware of where we come from and us as um, beings within this world, partaking in this world and I guess there's so much about the environment as well that it's all I feel it heavy on my heart these days I would I would say you know in a positive way but also in a in a in a 
a worrisome way, I guess, as well, you know. So, um, yeah, so I love that you brought the trees into it because they're very much... Yeah. Do you know the Herman Hesse poem about the trees? No, I don't. Tell me. Um, oh. yeah. <laughs> or I'll look it up. I, I used should to be able to quote big lumps of it, but I can't. I, I, um, yeah. But it's talking about the, the tree. The tree just, what the tree really wants is just to be a tree and to be itself. Mm -hmm. And it's completely at peace with life and with the world and with God and with to living living out its own secret. That's mm -hmm. all, all at once. And um. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree with you about trees because on, on the avenue just close to where I live, there are big, massive big trees, big pine trees, you know, and I remember them because I've always lived roughly around this area. I've been away and back and away and back. But, um, you know, trees that I've known since little girl and they're still there, they're like sentinel, sentinels and sort of like guardians. Mm. And I think, you know, what sort of a being are these? And I know they're all connected underneath the things, mm. all the life that's in the trees and the birds and the squirrels and the leaves that come in and the clothes at winter. It's so much like us, you know, the cycles, you can learn about yourself. And sometimes in winter, I am actually feeling a bit, oh, and I look at the trees and think, don't worry, you know, the spring will come. The trees give me hope. It's like they talk to me and say, don't worry. It's okay. You're in the winter. Yes, yes. Yeah. Learn all about when be in the winter. Oh. And then whenever, whenever you've done the winter thing within yourself and you've completed your winter cycle, then the spring will always come again, you know. So that it's like this this continual and then the summer whenever they just burst open and it's just you just run down the avenue. Let's go. Oh, thank you so much for all your beauty that you bring. So oh they're just I mean, oh, it's just we're so lucky to live on this beautiful planet. It's just I know. We take it for granted as well, don't we? But yeah, the trees I feel like are spiritual beings in some way, yeah. shape, or form, you know. Yeah. So tell me, Paloma, did you go to um, art college? Are you self-taught? How did that How did that begin for you? Um, yes, I went to the university in Belfast. I had been painting since I was about 17. Well, I used to be married. I'm not married now, but I used to be married to a guy who's an artist. He was a musician, of course. Oh, never. Fallen of musicians. And, um, and uh, so, in fact, I married him because I thought he had lovely hair. That's the truth. <laughs> but, <laughs> my, my number one criteria but um anyhow he was a nice fellow but uh he was an artist so we were always drawing and painting things and then never got married we're drawing and painting so i was always drawing and painting i was drawing and painting and except he had a gorgeous big studio in the bottom of the garden and i was just in the kitchen making pasta with dogs and cats and my family and things like that <laughs> always a pot of something stirring a pot and trying to paint at the same time anyway then i went to university then i uh, went worked in the fashion business and did all that kind of thing but it's all you know drawn to beauty drawn to balance drawn to harmony drawn to what you can do with your hands drawing to form and light and texture and all those things so it was all part of painting everything's part of painting to me cooking's part of painting you know even whenever you're cooking and you don't know what you're doing you're just you're going to put things and you're going, oh why am I doing this and then it's you know it tastes so delicious in the end you know it's it's mm. like everything is painting so everything is teaching me yes i went to university but it's mostly in university i find it's just um working it out for yourself mm. you know, i remember one of my one of my tutors used to come past actually it was neil Shawcross. yeah i just love and adore you know neil mm. everybody oh, everybody loved him loved for a while he was my tutor when he just come in the morning look at what you're doing he just say go for it you know, and that was that was that was what I remember from his teaching. He taught me lots of other things, but he would just say, "Go for it," 
And I think that that's sort of an interesting thing because sometimes people are afraid to go for it. You know, they're afraid to let go. I remember whenever I was, sometimes I did a wee bit of teaching in schools, little tiny kids teaching about creativity, but not really about painting, but about creativity. So I'd say to them, right, they're these wee tiny kids and they could just about write. So I was interested in how they could let themselves go and go for it. So I was trying to get them there, but I knew I had to start slowly. So I would say to them now, write your name at the top of the page. And I want to do it in your very, very, very best writing as good as you can. So they'd write out your wee names and they loved writing it out all neat and tidy. It's a wee bit wobbly and all. I said, that is so good. And I said, right, and I turned the page over and I said, now write your name out really mad. Just go really bad, like you're bad at writing. You're a big mad wild writing, just do that. And honestly, even if they're only like five and six, they really struggle to do that. Okay. They struggle to give themselves boring. the permission to just be, mm. to do things they didn't know what they're doing, to be, to have that thing. It's so fascinating. Um, so then I would put on music for them and say, you know, feel the music and feel the colours. Come on, we'll go outside and run around. Let's all be red, like reds like this. And all be blue and be blue like this. And be yellow like this. <laughs> and then they'll come back and then they would try, you know, anyway, leather and noise. So what are we talking about? Um, it, seems like, yes. it seems like you'd be a fantastic, fantastic <laughs> I can imagine they loved you, I would say. You know? Said, you know, it was so funny because whenever I come into the if you've been out from lunch, you come back to the, the classroom and they would run up to you like wee birds and they would try and hold, you know, bits of my arm. They're all trying to hold my arm. And I think, oh, you're not allowed to touch children anymore. So I'd be walking with my two arms like this. Oh, flip me out. They'd all be hanging on to you like wee birds. They were so cute. But, um, yes. So, yeah, so about that going for What am I talking about now? Well, let's, let's talk about it's your part of education. Part of education, yeah. And what about your day to day? So, how does your day to day work like in terms of you um, creating and making? Like, do you go into the studio every day? Uh, how does your practice work? I guess. I do try to go in. I do go into the studio every day. Sometimes I'm really, really strict and I'm in early. But see, since it's lockdown, I can't get to sleep and then I can't wake up in the morning. So I'm a bit sort of skewed at the minute. But. Um, yeah, so I usually start the day outside with the dog, walking in nature, mm. and then come in and have loads and loads and loads of breakfast and croissants and honey and loads of fruit and loads and loads of food, and then have a big coffee. I'm always eating and drinking, but... And then I'd meditate to just sort of um, get right. close, you know, come close, return back, sort of feel, be like, you know, come back to myself and... Um, assimilate everything. I'm always doing courses and learning things. You know, at the minute I'm doing a fantastic course. I'm just going to give it a wee thing on here. It's um, a Canadian professor. I think he's a cognitive science, but he's called John Vervake, V-E-R-V-A-K-E. And he's done this fantastic series called um, Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. Mm. So he starts at the very, very beginning of, you know, Plato and well, Socrates and Plato and Aristotle and all that goes through the whole everything he's going to India now is just bringing it all, you know, making a coherent thing. Anyway, so I'm listening to things again. So I'm trying to assimilate the next wee bit of thing that I've learned. And um, so then I make my way into the studio. And once I get in there, it's like, um, it's like you sort of create the space. You sort of have to create the space and all your tools and utensils are there and you sort of um you just sort of have to connect to them it's a funny thing do you do all that you're like doing this connection to your space that you've created all your things and sometimes it'll take me a long time before i can paint i mean sometimes i stare at empty canvases for it could be months 
could yeah. be weeks, it could be years. I'm staring at this one particular canvas I stared at for a good year before I could work on it, you know, and then I feel the energy is coming for that canvas. I, felt, you know, I might have just not known what I need to know. It's like, I think things want to have a being. In fact, I remember listening to this beautiful Italian physicist saying that he thought our imagination is like messages from the universe or just things that want to have their being. Mm. When we imagine things, it's like, um, you know, things, it's, that's our job to bring the things that we imagine into existence. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. like the universe or, you know, whatever, the energy or just, yeah, just, be, just um, existence. And they come to you to make to make it happen, and you let it happen through you as best as you can. You know, you see, um, yeah. And you wait on that, like, in order for that to happen, then Paloma, or do you? Is it a case that so for some some of the canvases you've waited for that moment that you feel like I know what needs to go on here? Are there other no, times? Never that know. I never know. Okay. I never ever know what's going to happen. Okay. I have no idea what the painting's going to be, and I don't want to have an idea. But I just feel like aligned with it or something. Mm. Well, for the start off, I have to start. I start with music because whenever I started to paint at first, I was really taking painting more seriously. Whenever I lived down mm -hmm. the country, I lived in the stone barn out in the hills in Tyrone. And when I would start to paint, I would get so worried and so um, enervated that I would start to paint and then I'd have to run down the hill or run across the fields. I just couldn't cope, I couldn't manage the energy. Mm. So I ha I've had to learn to do that in one way, but one way to get to tune into the energy is if, I'm, if I've been very static, I've been sitting in the house and I'm meditating and then I go in, just calming down. If I feel very static, I feel in the ice dance to get the music I just mean you know just put the music on just move the music I mean I feel like an Egypt because there are people sort of techie people across from me you can see you're like there's that wild woman again there's that bucky shit over there what is she doing because you know when you look at it you can't hear the music it's like what is that woman doing you know they always give me a big smile and never go out and think oh flip me but I have to do it yeah, um, I understand. <laughs> so yeah, I guess the energy flowing in your body sort of to work with yeah. the paint and then you just start to go. But I have never any idea what I'm going to do. I mean, that painting, I don't know if you can see it behind me, that big painting yeah. there. You know, I love that painting. Yeah. It's gigantic, it's five, it's not gigantic, it's five, six, four feet or something. Wow. But I have tried to do another painting like that and I cannot do it. I just don't know why I did it. Yeah, and I've tried so hard because I'd love to do more and sell them, but I just can't do it. So, and to have an idea of a painting would hurt my head. It's just, mm. you know, some people, I mean, I have a friend who paints really meticulously, and she is just a wee genius. You know, she's so, oh, she spends so much time, and her paints are just so good and they're so quirky. I just, I love her, you know, I love the way she paints. Mm. It's just not me, you know, it's not that I don't like, I don't appreciate other kinds of paintings. But why am I? I think for some people to recreate is easy and that's their, that's kind of their style and how they go. But for other people, it's more difficult. It's like yeah. if somebody asks you to do a commission based on something that they've seen, I feel like that that tangles me up. You might feel the same, Paloma, yes. that I feel that that's like, oh, because you feel almost restrictions on, on it. I don't feel the same freedom as just being able to do what's, already kind of processing inwardly in order to come outward if that makes yes, sense yes 
you know yeah, do you start with a color palette then or do you do you just get into the studio and you think i'm just just going to see what happens I, no, yeah, I have no, I absolutely no idea. And I just let me add, I did used to paint really, really realistically because the man I was married to, is, he paints like Rembrandt. So he would teach me how to, that's part of how I came to abstraction. I was, I could, you know, as a university, I used to paint like princesses with big satin dresses and and sapphires and, gl and glasses and, wow. and metals and all. I knew, I knew how to do all that. So mm -hmm. I could do it, but it was like setting out to do something. It was just like, it was because I knew it before I did it. I didn't want to be bothered to do it, if you knew what I mean. Mm. What I mean? So the abstract then, then when I was at college, one day I just thought, I hate everything. Every day I walk into the studio, I absolutely hate everything I'm doing. I'm going to leave and I put everything away and went down the lift and I thought, no, I'm going to come back and do what I really, 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 really want to do mm. and start all over again. So that was how I came to more abstract because it was more about, I'm more interested in feelings. Uh. So, um, so it's more oh, yeah. process-based, I guess, you know, you get it's in. It's very, very, very yeah. process-based. Yeah. So start off on the process, just put some paint on and see what I really want to do to it. Because I love my palette more mm. than my painting sometimes, you know, your palette. Yeah, I think sometimes put that up on a wall somewhere, it's much nicer, you know. I know. So I just sort of start and see what the see what I want to do next and sometimes I find and think oh I'm going to do this and I'm going to do a big skate across there I'm going to scrape all that off I'm going to throw that on I'm going to think oh I can't believe I'm going to do that I've been working that for two months and now you're going to do it you're going to wreck it you're going to wreck it but I can't stop myself oh my god I'm going to do it I've yeah. done it you know that's why it's like <laughs> yeah. it's just like yeah and then you either love it or you regret it and that's it it's done yeah. that's it done. you know do you use um any kind of sketchbooks or do you make any notes or do you use words or writing or anything like that in order to, for you to work out some of your processes or I guess you do a lot of courses and stuff and other things but there's no sketch no, I, I'm not very good at sketchbooks either but oh no sketchbooks oh no um I do have, I do put words, I used to put a lot of equations into my paintings, actually because I was so into physics at one time. Mm -hmm. And um, actually one time I was in um, Dublin and I woke up on Sunday morning and went to, where's that place that's just closed down? I'm going to say Bailey's, it's not Bailey's, you know that place in Grafton Street that's just closed down. Oh, Bailey's. But anyway, yeah. I went in and I saw they had the Sunday Times and on the cover of the Sunday Times, there was um, this picture of this gorgeous guy. He was a cosmologist. I was Portuguese and he had lovely curly hair and crooked teeth and really sparky eyes. And they said, the cover, they said is this the new Einstein? And uh, this is the headline, the cover of the Sunday Times magazine. So I bought the magazine. I thought, oh, I have to connect with this guy. So anyway, I connected with him and said, look, you've any bits of old scribbles lying around. You know, and he's, I, I don't know, he's a professor in Imperial I mean, so he's going to be any bits of rubbish lying around, you know, and he's going, nobody usually calls my work that, but anyway, we started. <laughs> he sent me, he sent me some of his equations. So I would carve in some of those equations into my paintings, you know, sort of like they were half there and half not there. So I used those. And I also used words, like I just did a big painting. Um, I heard that girl who's the president of New Zealand, what you call her? Jacinta, um, yes, yes, yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, amazing, love um, her. Yeah, yeah, and it was just after the 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 bomb had gone off there, the Moscow something was bombed up, and she um she gave a speech and at the end of it. She said, uh, "Co tattoo tattoo," 
And so I looked up what it meant and it was Maori and it means we are one, we belong together. So that's, and I thought, what a beautiful thing for them, you know, the person in charge of the country to say, we belong together, we are one, we belong together. And to remember that just when everything had been blown apart and people were all scattered, you know, and she just gave this one saying that sort of brought us all in together. And I thought, you know, that's the message for the world called Tattoo Tattoo. And it was Mary, you know, the big um, uh, guys. And um, uh, yeah, it is Mary. And uh, such a mysterious tribe. I love them. Mm. and all their markings and everything so anyway so I put that on my actually it was the last painting I did just before the lockdown so I wrote it on and then I thought it's all right and put, wiped it out and put it on I mean it's on and off about well probably 20 or 30 times it's on and off it's too big it's too small it's too dark it's too light I can't see it I can see it too much oh and then I pulled it down put it back up the painting and it's off but anyway it was it was mm. done and I think it has that mystery about it so yeah I use uh, words and things but in a very um, oblique sort of way they're just sort mm -hmm. of referenced and they're there and they're not there at the same time because I love things being there and not being there at the same time mm, I like um, that yeah to be able to yeah. kind of get a glimmer of things coming through yes and is it oils that you use or do you use uh, acrylics what kind of medium do you use them I use some oils and I use some bits of oils and some bits of paintings I used to use exclusively oils which I loved but mm. the studio that I have isn't big enough anymore I used to have bigger studios with more with do open doors and open windows mm. so I can't do that so I just couldn't have oils so yeah. I've had to learn to use acrylic which is completely different it's much harder because it dries it doesn't give me well it has pluses and minuses mm. so I use acrylics and I mix up I buy little uh, tins from a place and I mix up colors because i use so much paint i can't be mixing a bit all the time you know the yeah dried, no? so i have to mix a whole lot of little pots of colors that i like and i might yeah. might use them i mean half of them are wasted probably a thousand pounds worth of paint before the lockdown because yeah. i had mixed up all the wee tins oh, no. now, you know? oh. but anyway yeah so i use acrylics and pencils and just everything you can think of so in the paintings bits of crayons and bits of uh, oil crayon yeah. things and pencils and felt everything you can think of yeah it all goes. <laughs> yeah and what would you find is the most challenging thing about being art an artist or being creative is there anything that you find <laughs> pardon me haven't got um what did you find the hardest thing? The hardest thing is everything. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing is absolutely everything. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. You know, everything, mm. most other things that I've had to do in my life, like play music instruments and things, I find it challenging, but I can manage it. But art, making painting is really hard. Well, you have nothing, you know, you just go in and you have, there's nothing there. Mm. And you have to bring something there that's coherent, that has rhythm, that has composition, that has, has structure that has form, that is peaceful, you know, that are dynamic in some way, that is dynamic and peaceful, it has resonance, that has mm. depth, that has a sense of time, that has a quality in it, that is. But then I think the quality of your work has to relate to the quality of the being that you are and think that is the artist's work. The artist's work is your absolutely everything. It's like being a, a shaman or actually being a priest. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like... It's everything you do, you know, I have to have everything in my life of order. I have to pay all my bills. I have to know everything sorted out. I have to know my house is sort of reasonably tidy and deep and deep. I don't mind if there's things lying around, cushions and newspapers and that are just um, books, books everywhere. But um, I have to have a, I have to, I can't 
be out of sync with anyone. I have to follow my relationships. Um, and as far as I'm able, well, most of my relationships are okay. You know, um, all I can think of. But you know, people come and go out of your life as well, and allow that to happen. But um, yeah, ev everything and even things like sometimes I feel. You know, if I have an impulse to move a bunch of flowers over a bit, I just I sort of go with it because I feel that's the thing. And it's sort of like doing the thing when it's when it wants you to do something. Um, mm. Do you know, it's like not being in obedience to it, but it's like just going, oh, yeah. OK, so you're there. Just make, just it's yeah. Pain, yeah, that's the hardest thing. It's just there's nothing. And then you have to make something mm. and it has to be good and it has to be quality and it has to. Well, you hope that it's something that touches people's hearts in some way. Um, mm. That's what that's what well, that's what I hope with my work. I just hope it's something that brings something. You know, I take it as a tremendous responsibility that people are paying money for for the things that I make, and yeah. so I, I have tremendous um, respect for them and for their homes. And I love homes. I'm obsessed with houses. You are as well. You love homes. Yeah, I am. I love interiors and all that kind uh, of. People think of it as being, I don't know, not very, a little bit shallow. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but I just love it. I love aesthetics in all manner of form, you know. And obviously, houses come into that then as well. I love seeing what people surround themselves with because I think that is so telling to their character and who they are and what's important to them, you know. And it's not right for every. It's like there's no right and wrong with it, you know. But yeah, I love love houses and all that kind of stuff as well yeah well i mean i think it's one of the most important things to think to create a beautiful home yeah. for your family a yeah. space for them to be a refuge a sanctuary it's a sacred space yeah and to make it as beautiful yeah. to have the heart you know like some some people i know um you know they put so much time and energy and money and into creating their beautiful home and it's all coming from the love of their family mm -hmm. that they're doing it yeah and um I think it's a beautiful thing to do and a really important thing. I think it gives so much to your, the adults and your family, yeah. and to your whole extended family. You can bring them and give. Like I went to my brother's house last night. It was beautiful, and he had we pulley thing with bubbles. What you call it? No, I don't know what it was. Something nice side anyway. And the children were able to go in. Yeah, jacuzzi. Yeah, and yeah. nephew yeah. and a beautiful garden and lovely chairs. It was so comfortable and the big yeah. barbecue fire and lovely plates and it was just all so beautiful and. It, you know, it was much nicer than if it had just been, you know, wick stuff. But I mean, yeah. whenever you're younger, you've, you know, I love wick stuff too. Just sitting outside in the beach with, you know, a can of something and an old paper plate is fun as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's a real a magic and I think it's a really, um, just a loving thing to do to create a home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really respect the homes. When I'm thinking my paintings are going into other people's homes, yeah. I really want to g deliver them something for their money. I wanted them to know the feel they've really got something. There's loads of paints on it. There's loads of time. There's loads of work on it. There's loads of. It's the best I can make it. So yeah, I feel that very very much. Yeah. I love that because I also think like we're talking about the homes and I think the homes are the energy that you put into it and also the energy that like you were saying a refuge that was one of my big things about our home that it will be like a sanctuary and a refuge for us somewhere that we feel safe and comfortable but I think as you said like you're putting your art into somebody's home and you want your energy to be a reflection of that space as well you know and almost the energy that you've put into a piece of work to emulate into that space if that makes sense yes know? absolutely very yeah. much so. 
Yeah, but yeah, it's, it is really such a, such a privilege, I guess, you know, such an honor, really, you know. So what would you say, um, Paloma, brings you joy in the everyday um, in order to, for you to create more of your lovely works? Oh, I'm very easy. I'm very, very easily pleased. I can I'm tell you have energy about, you know, just being a oh, great so just when I'm breathing it's, it's just sometimes I just can't believe it. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to crack. <laughs> Yeah, but it just shows, yeah. I think it shows like the breath of life that's there, you know, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and a cup of tea and really gorgeous toast with really good butter and oh, I love that. Um, my wee dog <laughs> looking up at me and just, you know, and yeah. the flowers and growing loads of geraniums, far too many. Mm. Just seeing the wee geraniums and then sometimes I'll get a bit bashed up looking and then feed them and have the wee chat with them, plus them up and then you go in and they're all, Poof! <laughs> so life is full of joy, you know. Life is, I mean, I've known, yeah, we've all known great stories. You don't get up, mm. you don't go past 40 without knowing having your whole life pulled apart and squished and champed on and broken down. And just I've lost everything that I have a few times and all that kind of thing. So I've been right through the mill, mm. but now, yeah, I'm feeling great. And um, you're a breath of fresh air, Paloma, you really are, you know. <laughs> Um, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. And um, for any creatives that would be thinking about, or not creatives, for people who don't, wouldn't consider themselves to be creative but have a desire to get into it, would you have any words of encouragement or advice to just begin, just start? What would you start with if somebody came to you and said? Well, the first thing I would say is, is to acknowledge that desire if they mm. have that desire mm. don't just sort of go oh, oh, God, just, oh, you know it's easy to do it just acknowledge the desire and say you know just touch your heart and say you know that desire i i actually feel that i feel that i want to do something and give it its importance give it its place before you even begin don't begin out of it. so just to say yeah that that is something that i feel and i i feel I want to take a step. I want to take a step. I could take, might be able to do some brain, but I could take a step. Mm. And um, so the first step that sounds really, really boring is, is I would advise to find a place mm. where you can do your work. Find a place. Because if you don't have a place, you'll not do it. If you have a little place, it's just a little corner or a little table or a mm. little anything that you can, um, and, and the fact, the act of making a place and making a space, that is actually a very big, that's a bigger step than you realise. And then, you know, get a few things, think, well, I I think I might want to draw, maybe or maybe a chibi bit of watercolour. So just go to the shop and buy, if you buy red, a blue and a green and a white and a black and a raw umber, a couple of earthy colours, just buy, you know, seven colours or something. And the wee thing, and just try to say, and, and just know nobody is going to see this. Nobody has to know about it. I'm going to do it, and I'm just going to see what happens. It doesn't have to be brilliant. But I could just, I could do 2%, just 2%. I could take one step, because you have to start where you are, just take one step. It doesn't have to be a big step. Don't tell anybody, just tell yourself. And just have a wee thing with you and yourself. Just think, great, I'm just going to do this. And that's mm. what I would say. And then it'll bring you on. It's like, well, I'd like some more colours. Well, I'd like to work a bit bigger. Well, maybe I could clear out that spare room. Maybe I could go to my granny's, you know, whatever. Mm. Love that. It's just the beginning, isn't it? I love yeah. that 
that you said two percent just try two percent and see where you get on yeah. and also just saying it's just for you like nobody has to see this you know yeah it's amazing Paloma, thank you so much for today. Thank you for coming thank on. You, your, uh, your knowledge of things is amazing and you really are like a breath of fresh air. I love your positivity and you can definitely tell your energy is high and your paintings show that as well. They are absolutely gorgeous. Um, can you tell us where, thank you. Can you tell us where people could find you um, on social media or yes mm. um i'm on um instagram i'm terrible at doing all these things i forget to take photographs all the time but anyway it's paloma underscore king underscore artist on instagram mm -hmm. and i think there's bits and pieces on facebook paloma king artist on facebook but it's very yeah. bad <laughs> i'm actually organizing i will have a website very soon one, yeah, you're working towards that. I get it. It's not as for artists, it's, it's generally not a priority. So I understand. Yeah. But yeah, so people can find you mostly on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Great. Fantastic. Well, I would recommend anybody to check out your work on Instagram. It is really beautiful. And as I said, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Paula. It was so easy and it was lovely. Thank you. It's <laughs> lovely to speak to you. Take care. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye.